Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Well, hello, my name is Craig Fitzpatrick, and this is No Encore, the world's greatest music podcast with a semi-regular Kanye West segment. <laughs> um, this is a very special No Dave Core edition for one week only. There's no Daves whatsoever. There are some Dahis. Yeah. More specifically, one Dahi. One Dahi. Dahi O'Droni, you're the only, back. The only, <laughs> the only important Dahi, really. When we're, Thank when Christ we you're that. here. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that seeing as Dave isn't here, should we like start off by kind of running down through the stuff that Dave kind of usually puts into the podcast or should we talk okay. about like bats first for the bats, first kind yeah. of 15 minutes um, then hanging maybe, out in the phoenix park yeah, that's a large part of his life yeah, now, yeah. I think. we should probably like start a twitter storm about something <laughs> at some point and like you know call people out yeah 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 I, like have a response to that in a really really powerful <laughs> way or something like that you know i, think I feel like last week's wasn't that controversial was it no i think it was pretty good yeah I enjoyed it a lot. um I'm a sorry few, i missed it I a few people London. were kind of slightly outraged with the um vampire weekend Combined score really, of yeah. 10, which was <laughs> 10 out of 20. Um, I thought there was some valid points in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a mess. Um, and as for the album... Um, <laughs> uh, you've had the album. Did you give it a few spins? Yeah, or, I gave it a few f- spins. I'm kind of at the same point. Now, I wouldn't be a massive Vampire Weekend fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was pretty much there. Has it been getting, like, good reaction 
Apart, apart from no, <laughs> apart from no encore. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like flawed but enjoyable. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. You were in London, so I was. I was in London. Yeah. To yeah. like paraphrase Partridge, did you get mugged or not appreciated? I didn't or get did mugged. you have a nice time? I went to the I went to the Tate Modern for the first time. Oh, I love Never the been. Tate Modern. It's there's, great. Not, there's almost too much art in there. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Like that's where the Rothkos are. I yeah, believe. I know. Yeah. You start seeing like you start walking by <laughs> Picasso's, going like whatever, man. Like I've been here before. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah eventually, what you did Jesus, pretty early stuff. There's just like too much to take in almost. And yeah. like I was only there for like a couple of hours and you're kind of like, well, you probably should be doing like visiting this over a long period of time or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah it was very nice. Right. Also watched the Man United Man City game okay. in, a, in a classic like very English good. pub. It was very, a lot of oh, fun. Oh, was there a lot of proper it was, There was a lot of very serious, guys. like, yeah, yeah, very, very serious what people. What was the vibe like? Was it um, uh, well, There was a lot of Man United fans, so it was kind of a bit, uh, yeah, it was it was weird. It was a weird one. I, I'm glad uh, I got that experience of London. Never feel lost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that experience of London, lots of Man United fans. <laughs> the authentic London experience. <laughs> That's absolutely it. I also went to two films this week. Okay. I went oh, to... Really taking up the Dave Reigns. I re- really am. It was it was intense. I went to mid nineties at the weekend, okay. which was a great film. Uh, Trent Reznor on the soundtrack, um, Atticus Ross as well, who's, who's the producer. I've heard as good well. things, but I know very little about it. Yeah, it's um, it's a film based on kind of the skateboard scene in L.A. Uh, in the mid nineties. Surprisingly enough, <laughs> surprisingly enough, <laughs> wow. um, uh, it was really it was really really good. It was I, I think it was it, it it has third act issues. I think that's like a fairly major issue where you just kind of it starts to lose its way fairly okay. seriously but the first bit is amazing and it seems very very authentic uh, and like I used to skateboard when I was a kid did you? yeah I did yeah yeah I think I tried it for like two weeks and I was atrocious and I just didn't have the fortitude to I was, maintain it I was, I was up at kickflip level at some point when oh, I was about 16 16, impressive. 17 my trick my main trick was go like I could kind of work the skateboard a bit <laughs> but then my thing would be look like I was pulling something off me like oh damn didn't land it so people would be like oh shit what oh, was yeah, he going yeah. for there yeah, yeah, yeah. like I could get a bit of height and um, yeah and there was always a thing with, with skateboarding worked. as well where people, were, where people would like hit the like the trucks off the floor and go like yeah man that was you, you keep going you doing that thing yeah. that's great my mate had a really shitty skateboard as well that had the sparks come out behind it do you remember those ones no it used to be like they used to have like little pieces of like flint on the back of the skateboard oh, so you okay. could pull it up and it just go gonna be sparks oh, out behind God. it but uh, yeah so that was our that was our time but and they those, do those trousers were so baggy <laughs> they were so baggy how weren't there more fatal and like, even just like those hoodies and stuff were so expensive for a kid as well. It was it was mad. But they do do a good job of uh, of that kind of that life and stuff. Uh, there's some really good like moments where like the young kid who's the, like the main protagonist is like he ollies for the first time and he has this like amazing reaction to it. And I remember doing that as well. It was like a massive thing. But it also has a kind of a very it's a real like growing up story yeah. kind of thing oh, you know? is this Jonah Hill or am I thinking Jonah of Hill oh, yeah okay, so cool. Jonah Hill's uh, di- directorial debut right, right so yeah. so it's Trent and Atticus doing the soundtrack but mm-hmm. it's very like I guess hip hop soundtrack as well do we get like lots of nostalgic uh, throwback stuff yeah they drop yeah. in a lot of tracks I got five seen... on it is in there again okay, yeah, like yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's obviously been like pretty heavily <laughs> like yeah. put out to, to, to like movie movie like producers but uh, yeah and then like the, the soundtrack itself is actually really really good it's like very somber a bit more somber than I would expect the film to be so it kind of changes the scenes a fair bit okay. in a kind of a good way I think a little bit makes it a little bit more surreal and stuff as you would expect Trent Reznor to do you know but yeah, um, yeah it's worth a watch I also went to the Avengers film as well still haven't seen it I was supposed to go last weekend and I was just like wasn't quite happening 
and the thought of three hours it's, and getting, it's I live in the sticks as well which means I have to travel a long distance and it's, it's like a five hour <laughs> chunk of my life I went to the middle weekend. of the day and there was like yeah there was like nobody in the cinema actually which I was quite surprised by there's like yes. literally it's I think like most people have gone on yeah, that weekend it was and just everyone like crammed in that first weekend um, yeah some good mo- moments like I can't really decide if a Marvel film is good or not it's kind of just this is a Marvel film yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's not yeah. really a thing um, what else happened this week um, I went to the Antlers with with, oh, yeah. yeah, with our rival podcast hosts, um, Dave Hanratty and Dave Higgins <laughs> of No, no Popcorn Vein. <laughs> check that out, guys. It's our film offshoot. That's <laughs> tremendous stuff. Yeah, we went to see the Antlers in the Sugar Club. Wow, um, I heard it was great. great. It was quite moving. Yeah, really? Dave said to tell the listeners that he was absolutely shattered by the last two songs, as Incredible. you can imagine. Was it? It was busy. I presume it was. Solid. Yeah, it was jam packed. Like we turned up um, in time for the support act, but like late enough that we couldn't get a table, so we were along the side. But we mm. had that perfect entrance of just as the support dude was like starting, oh, and no it way. was actually their touring guitarist. And class, his set consisted of. Um, the kind of stuff that made Antler sound like Lemonheads-esque, a jaunty indie pop. Like, it was just, yeah. like, we walked into the room, it was completely, everyone was sitting at tables, right, <laughs> hushed, as he was, like, um, working his guitar and just being like, yeah, this is um, a concept album about um, being a caretaker for someone with Alzheimer's. Holy shit. <laughs> but, but you can um, project whatever you want. So I'll do it. I was just like, well, I can't now, you've told me. <laughs> yeah, 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 this, yeah. Don't like, tell me yeah. anything. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he was tremendous, and he came back out with Antlers um, and he lent kind of great electric guitar it was like a really stripped back thing it was Pete Silverman the main guy mm. on acoustic um, just brushes and a single drum and electric guitar and it was um, the 10th anniversary of Hospice so they played yeah, all that yeah. came back out did like the golden oldies as wow. he said which was like um, nearly half a set as well so and it was, they put yeah. the work in so like, yeah, it like, was great yeah and his voice I turned to Dave Higgins at one point and just said he is the voice of an angel <laughs> 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 that was the kind of evening you missed Di. Oh, I'm sorry I missed it now it's really God. good yeah. <laughs> yeah there was something else oh, yeah? that we must discuss on Monday night <gasps> Trones. <gasps> okay, all right. We're going to get into this for we do. We'll do. Five we'll do minutes. five minutes. We'll do, do, do I presume minutes. everyone has seen it at this point. That is anyway interesting. You fucking want to like? I mean, Jesus. Like, this comes day, out on the Friday, so on the day you had to avoid so much spoilers. Like it was. I, I stayed off Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. like completely and utterly. I got a few hints. I kind of see stuff coming. But okay, yeah. we'll we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, we're going to hit five minutes on the clock. If you don't want to hear anything. After this music plays, just skip on five minutes and we'll get back to the music, okay. but... What did you think? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's, it was, yeah. uh, like, it was... I, I, how do you feel about the whole, the, the, it was too dark kind of thing? I'd kind of heard that day of, so that was a like welcome spoiler. So I yeah. just completely shut out all light in the room. I kind of adjusted yeah, set, yeah, I and I have a decent enough TV. That was it. Was more I could tell what was going on, but parts of it were very kind of blocky. Yeah, and just yeah, yeah, the yeah. stream wasn't that great. I mean, I think I think like it was kind of it made sense. Like you know that kind of like dark, like it should feel like really oppressive and really really horrible. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as kind of uh, there was like some really nice payoff moments, but there was also it wasn't like a Lord of the Rings style battle or anything. It was like really horrific for most of the thing you were like oh fuck like yeah yeah like I was I was like yeah blown away by it on first watch and then maybe 10 minutes afterwards I started going like just thinking back on it and being like hold on did that make sense yeah, yeah did that yeah. make sense like that that thing they did where 
Um, I think the director or one of the showrunners talked about watching um, the Battle of Helm's Deep from Lord of the Rings and just being like getting his stopwatch out and being like, okay, when do I start getting bored of this long battle? Mm. And then that's what they did. They just cut away constantly and they had like almost yeah. like um, but there were so many different storylines happening and, in the one yeah exactly well, so, like, so it kind of felt like there was stuff happening yeah, constantly yeah. but some of those cutaways where you're just like oh no like fucking Tormund screwed Jamie and like <laughs> like they're all about to die and then you'd go somewhere else yeah 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 and yeah. you'd come back five minutes later and like the hundred fucking whites that were around them were all dead <laughs> you're just like what um, I'm glad that climate change has been reversed that was great <laughs> I did totally jeer when Arya. Yeah, killed it was kid. a it was a proper moment. It I would have liked to seen a bit of like how she got there or like some sort of. Yeah, like, I think know. that like that's what they were going for with the whole like um, Metal Gear Solid: The Last of Us kind of <laughs> stealth thing. I was yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was kind of signaled, but yeah, they they could have done something maybe. Yeah, yeah. Does um, it does it mean? Do you think it means that we should be uh, worshiping the sun god? Is that like the takeaway? Really, <laughs> well, we should always here? be worshiping the sun god. <laughs> as in, like he is the I one mean, true god, as opposed to like the old gods or whatever as well because I mean like you know if he like built up to that moment and saved it then the sun god sure yeah is, but he also got MVP. a lot of shit wrong didn't he or at least Melisandre did maybe she just Melisandre wasn't reading did, the signs yeah. right she wasn't yeah so maybe maybe I don't know what to read into the prophecies or whatever but yeah like for me the really interesting stuff is happening like from now, now right because yeah. like the politics side of Game we're of we're finally back to what part. it was all exactly, about right? yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's what I want to see now and like I'm kind of looking forward to that there's like one called the final battle is that the last one or something like that? Is there a special name Are for it? Are they even releasing the titles? I, don't I think they're waiting until after the episodes because last a, week's was like episode sixty nine for ages. Was it? Yeah, <laughs> which I found hilarious. <laughs> Not what you expected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I know. I thought it was. I really enjoyed it, but then uh, on reflection, I think. It was a bit fan servicey. They didn't kill enough people for me. I I agree. I agree. There's like, definitely come on. There's definitely a Sam difference between like red red wedding kind of moments of like the book style. They're really going for the payoffs now, and like I, I don't know if that's like you really kind of you have to be careful with that kind of stuff. Yeah, if they're paying off too much, then it's fucking like they they want to kind of they want to give you the shocks, but they also don't want to go full hog and actually sacrifice yeah. main players. So you're getting things where they do like. They'll just kill off the Dothraki, which I thought was brilliant. That was such a cool way to that start. That was they just, amazing. All yeah, their yeah, lights yeah. go and out. That scene was incredible. It was like, fantastic. And what a, what a good opening to that battle as well. You're, where you're just like, oh fuck, here we go. Yeah, like, I think that was a case in point though, where I was like, that was phenomenal. I was blown away. Mm-hmm. And then when I was thinking, I was just like, well, actually, that didn't make any sense. Why would you say like, why would they be sent out first? <laughs> like, why weren't they like, okay, they had fire. They're disposable. They're not from like. They're, they're, <laughs> they're just yeah, yeah the foreign just, people. Foreign, yeah, and the unsullied. The foreign people like were outside. So, yeah, yeah. and the unsullied protected the quite problematic um, mm. but yeah I, Sam should have died um, John died. John should have done something he was yeah. just hanging out for a long time and period. just got trapped and then was like kind of useless for a while yeah I also thought like in the crypts like how did those like really really creaky ass zombies break out of cri- like what kind of janky crypts yeah, are yeah, they yeah, start yeah. running and the aren't thing, they supposed the to be encased I, in stone and the thing how could they just fight well, through it I thought they were like was there not just statues and then people from the north were like burnt was that not a thing was it like I, I, I always thought that they, they were burnt and then these were just statues to them so like I didn't realise that there would be anybody in the crypt then it is a pretty, pretty horrifying prospect though and I don't know how anybody fucking didn't think of that that yeah. like there was going to be dead in the crypts if there was <laughs> you know yeah I mean? there like, was a lot of that like you could pick <laughs> Calls all you want, yeah, but I'm just enjoying it for what it is. Exactly, it's kind of just same. junk food TV. Yeah, it's great. That's five minutes, Dahi. Let's get back to the music. 
Oh. Wow. Well done. Right. That was well done. So we shall go straight into some music news, shall we? Holy moly, yeah, um, let's do it. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll start on some sad news. Um, John Singleton, director of Boys in Hood, Poetic Justice, and many more films, has passed away at the age of 51. Um, he had a major stroke that had left him in a coma. And following the passing, um, there's been kind of outpouring mm. um, of, of just kind of grief and, you know, recon- re- recollections of uh, their time with him from musicians like Sir Janet Jackson, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, Janelle Monet, Chance, they've all kind of said their piece about him yeah it's important to remember that like you know he cast Janet Jackson and Ice Cube like Ice, it was actually Ice Cube's first role right yeah so it really Boys turned him into an actor actually yeah um, <laughs> we like, won't we won't hold that against him <laughs> he has just passed um, I mean like Boys in the Hood I hadn't watched it in years and I actually watched it this week uh, afterwards I haven't seen it in years I remember still, being great yeah it still stands up did you know that John Singleton was the uh, youngest ever nominee for an Oscar at 24 years old no and also he was the first black nominee for, well, okay. for best director now, but uh, but it's definitely yeah. a place in history. Boys in the Hood was like really amazing as well for the time that was in. It was like 1991, and like at the time, like the like the hood hadn't been like exposed to film at all. Really, it was like it's it's a really proper part of like American history that like he kind of covered. You know, yeah. Um, leaves behind seven children, which is pretty sad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was like a really really amazing director for kind of showing what a true kind of black life was like in America on screen. You know. Which is great. I've never seen Poetic Justice. Have you ever seen Poetic Justice? No, I haven't Justice? actually. No. Tupac and Janet Jackson. I haven't. That's amazing, isn't um, it? You think of that, that that kind of like period of just crossover from these kind of huge African American musicians into film yeah. and stuff. They were all pretty pretty darn good. Yeah, like, they were pretty <laughs> solid. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, rest in peace. Obviously, um, place in history, and you can kind of tread that line of what he did, as you say, kind of like putting the spotlight on something you hadn't seen on the big mm-hmm. screen quite a lot, and it having kind of crossover appeal. You could kind of tread that line through yeah. to the likes of Black Panther and just kind of you know actually getting those films made and those Absolutely. voices heard. So yeah, yeah. yeah uh, rest in peace and condolences to the family. Life goes on, and we have musicians live streaming ten hour treadmill <laughs> marathons. Um, Kevin Abstract, um, who we've talked about a lot of late from yeah. Brock Hampton he's released his solo record Arizona Baby which I've been really liking quite a lot I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet I'm really excited yeah it's very very good uh, lives up to the hype of the kind of EP and the couple of EPs he dropped ahead of it um, but he's been trying to get the word out and he's been going a quirky way about it so to accompany its release the musician decided to embark on a bit of performance art live streaming himself outside his childhood home on Brockhampton Street in Texas walking on a treadmill for 10 hours um, I didn't watch most of it I will say I didn't watch most of it I skipped through a lot of it it's kind of amazing though it's kind of great there's lots of kind of very um, like memeable gifable yeah. moments and did he you was spot just any like, like really good ones there I don't know. It was more just like his expressions and stuff. And yeah, also yeah. the fact that he was just like willingly signing stuff for fans and chatting away. So and much. Like, like, yeah, yeah, answering yeah. questions. And it was a bit surreal. There were some amazing moments. Like when it started, I would kind of like skipped in in the first hour or something. And there's like these kids who are like just realizing what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. And there's like these kids who are like calling their friends in school. They're like, we should be in school. But like, he's just here. It's like it's happening. And then like <laughs> on the treadmill. Screen. And then like at one point, like there's just like huge crowds show up in the middle of the day. Eventually, like people start bringing in pizza and everyone just like hang 
hanging around. Typically, lads turn up with feckin' guitars and start playing around him at one point. <laughs> um, there's, like, one amazing point that I kind of, like, caught when I was, like, kind of skipping through the timeline of the 10 hours. Yeah. Um, at one point, somebody asks him, like, what he, how he feels about destiny and stuff. And he says, like, in 2009, he lay down in that same spot that the, uh, the, the, where he was walking oh, okay. right now. Um, and he, he listened to the entirety of Man on the Moon by Kid Cudi for the first time, wow. like, looking up at the moon and was like, someday I'm going to be this thing. Jeez. And then, like, he said, it's like, 2019 10 years later and suddenly like you know he's there in the same place and there's like hundreds of people around him and it's like a whole thing and then another moment just after that there's like a kid who um, starts asking him advice about coming out to his parents and stuff mm. and uh, Kevin Abstract just goes like he's like you should come out to your parents right now on this treadmill so he steps off the treadmill and a guy comes up, like gets on the thing and like everybody around is like oh shit yeah oh my god and like your man like speaks into the camera and comes out to his parents it was like, it was like holy fucking shit like I think it's amazing I think it was an incredible piece and yeah, like I'll almost go back to thing. it and try and find some other pieces in it and stuff he gets so tired towards the end and it's like really fucking intense did he make like, it in the end like, he made it in make the, the end yeah, yeah. he was kind of coming on and off but like eventually for the last like 10 minutes he starts running and it's just like <laughs> he looks so dead like it's it's <laughs> mental like it's absolutely crazy I was trying to like half follow it back on um uh, my uh, number one source of all information music wise yeah. Kanye2.com we need a sting for Kanye2.com <laughs> <laughs> and there was just some glorious comments there was about like five pages where like someone saw like some cute girl with pink hair and they were just like who was that like oh. does anyone find her Instagram <laughs> that sounds like a boiler room that. thing yeah. like the boiler room was always like that as well. and there was just like random comments of people like I've been watching for five hours my room is spinning what do I do <laughs> This is such a cringe existence. It was glorious. Um, respect to those guys. But yeah, he's a really interesting character. I think he's an important artist to have around. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, doing those kind of things. And he's talked in recent interviews about how he doesn't like, you know, on record, he's quite open about his relationships and there's kind of pulls no punches. And he's talked about how he doesn't want to be seen as like a queer icon. He's not trying yeah, to fly yeah. that flag. He just it's wants just to be an icon, icon yeah. um, all encompassing mm-hmm. and just whatever comes with that. It can be only be beneficial. Um, so yeah. He seems Keep like a on great walking. Dude. Seems <laughs> um, another unique voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. Playing this Saturday, I think. Yeah, it is the Academy. Saturday, yeah, 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 with uh, Puta Madres. I think it's I might have um, you think he might have a ticket? Th- yeah, a mate of mine just sent me a message kind of going, like, here, one of our mates doesn't want to go to this thing, so I think I might go. Uh, I've tried to go to the Libertines three times. And you failed? How, how so? Because they cancelled every fucking time. Oh, no way. So this Hassles. must be back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Trying to they sneak out of boarding school. Reliable of, um, the worst. They're the absolute worst. Um, he, Pete Doherty could not meet his obligations this time around because he was hospitalised after sustaining an injury from a hedgehog. Um, so according <laughs> to various reports, the former Libertines rocker was out walking his two dogs when one of them caught the hedgehog in its mouth as Doherty was trying to extract the hedgehog. Um, we're, we're not sure if the hedgehog was alright or not um, I'm gonna guess it was dead I don't know one of its spines punctured a musician's hand he was due to appear on BBC Radio 5 Live um, he had to cancel that he was then in um, hospital shouting out the NHS and having a rare old time and his hand was quite injured it's so weird according to this report right it says the wound had since become infected and then Pete Doherty is now in hospital having the infected hedgehog's spine removed from his finger so did he just not remove it until it got infected. That's insane. <laughs> Actually, hold on, yeah. So how much of a gap would you have... So did he get in to... and then like, didn't take it out? I mean, have I you mean, seen the state of this guy's nails? 
So you're, hold on. So you're suggesting this could have been like two weeks ago. <laughs> like like the how long does it take for a hedgehog's spine to infect true. you? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's mental. Oh my god. He has he has this lovely husky. I don't know if you've seen the dog. No, I he haven't. Absolutely lovely, and had puppies apparently during the recording of the the new album. Oh nice. With I the mean, Puta Madras. Puta Madras. Yeah, yeah. Um, he seems to be in relatively good shape for him. Like yeah. He, he did a kind of new video interview with the enemy. I watched that actually. Yeah, it was kind yeah. of just looking back on the craziness that his life has been. Yeah. What did you make of it? It was yeah, it was pretty interesting like they're drinking beers and stuff and like just kind of hanging out and yeah. stuff he's obviously really trying to connect with the guy and everything um, yeah I mean it's quite interesting he takes a while to kind of like I, I always when you listen to him do interviews it takes ages to kind of get used to how he's actually talking <laughs> and then eventually when you get yeah. it it's just kind of like you kind of have to hang on every word and pick out what he's actually trying to say over pieces yeah. and stuff yeah do you mean like the actual subject matter or the fact you have to transport yourself kind back of, to Victorian England yeah, like, kind <laughs> of both yeah. he has some interesting points about like kind of Albion and like how it's been kind of taken out of context for uh, like the Brexit era and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is quite interesting, I thought. Yeah, um, he's very anti-Brexit. And he does have some really um, weird interesting stuff about like his new girlfriend thought he was from the traveling community because Doherty is apparently a, a traveler. Okay, name, okay. That and uh, I think his, his current girlfriend is actually from the traveling community as well. So she, she had gotten with him originally because <laughs> I didn't know he was like the Pete Doherty of like the... The fame or whatever. That's you know? hilarious. Well, the band are opening uh, a hotel, a hotel or a and b in Margate, I think uh, he was saying <laughs> in this interview, that it's um, possibly going to open in July. I wouldn't hold them to that. Oh, I remember seeing a news report about that, actually. Yeah, and yeah. they like sponsored the like, local football team. They had like the Libertines emblazoned across their shirt. Holy shit. Um, but yeah, so they're going to be running the what you what you reckon it's called without looking at your notes. <laughs> the, the the Albion rooms. Oh wow, of fantastic! Of <laughs> I think we should do a show from there. Dave will veto it. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I hope it's a roaring success for those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who isn't doing too well at the moment um, is Nick Cage. Uh, or maybe he is. He's dealing with um, a breakup. I think his marriage was annulled uh, quite quickly. Yeah, like something like a couple of hours. A couple of hours. Yeah, was it maybe four hours. Something yeah, like that. Something like that. Um, but he's been seen out um, around LA um, quite a lot in la- last week doing karaoke, yeah. and his song of choice is Princess Purple Rain. Um, let's take a listen. It's time we all reach out for something new. That means you too. Yeah. You say you want a leader, but you can't even make up your mind. I think you better close it and let me guide you with you the purple ring, purple ring, purple ring. Yeah, so quite impassioned. <laughs> it's not exactly <laughs> love me from Wild at Heart. Do you remember he did love me in, in yeah, the film Wild That's what I instantly thought like, of. Not even close. I was like, <laughs> right, well, that puts that to bed. Did he actually perform that or not? <laughs> like, um, I mean, I guess it's a good way to purge any demons you might have. Yeah, I can think of worse songs like, and yeah, just, yeah. yeah, fair play to him. Um, Karaoke is such a huge thing in LA. Like, uh, is it really? Yeah, I was, I've was. i been into LA once about two years ago with uh, my buddies. We mentioned this podcast before. Um, Brendan Canty is the director from, from Feel Good Lost. And uh, like, 
like the big thing is uh, there's like um, Korean restaurants yeah. that you go like late at night, like a chipper would be here, and then you go and then like while you're waiting for your food, there's like a karaoke thing up on the side, <laughs> and we did that every single night because it was like class because you'd be hammered, you'd go in, yeah, yeah. you start getting your food, and then you'd go up and do like whatever, and like there was one point where <laughs> where Brendan was talking about something that he was directing or whatever, and this uh, American guy like just sat in beside us and he was like, "Hey, did you uh, did you say you were a director?" And uh, Brendan, Brendan was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Because I'm an actor." And it's like a whole thing. It's like, "Where are you guys from?" It's like, "Oh, we're from Ireland." Whatever. Did he produce a script like immediately? Worse. Like so, he fucking he he was like he, we asked for we said we we're from Ireland or whatever, and then he asked Brendan some questions and stuff. Then he got up on the karaoke thing oh and he God. was like, "This is for my American friends in the corner there. This is uh, Danny Boy." And then Danny uh, Boy starts up and he like performs it like an actor he's like like almost like it's an audition and like Shit. oh it was so fucking awkward but uh yeah so uh, like yeah it's a big big thing in LA um he seems to like yeah he's so he's going from bar to bar though right this is like the second video that's surfaced. yeah yeah um and he's doing the I'm, same song I'm sure way. he's been in many many more um yeah he kind of he rocked up in Koreatown and just uh, grabbed the mic um yeah. it wouldn't imagine, be the imagine imagine that's right like he's such an interesting dude I yeah. can't figure him out did you know he, he bought like in 2010 10 he bought like a like a, a tombstone in the shape of a pyramid like almost like a crypt for as a pyramid <laughs> and it's like two lots in a graveyard and right now it's there with like no low, no like name on it or anything yeah yeah, yeah. It, like, he's, just got a, on he's just got it yeah got it ready to go you know? <laughs> incredible um okay well we wish nick cage well and um, we al- also wish a speedy recovery to, <laughs> to all everyone <laughs> That has, now has herpes, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, the headline is, Coachella leads to spike in herpes. Um, quite a massive spike. According to this STD diagnosis app, Herp Alert. Herp Alert. <laughs> Herp Alert. Herp Alert. There's been a 2,000% increase in reported cases in Indio, California, and the surrounding area since the first weekend of the festival. That is outstanding. That's crazy. The app is like, it's basically, you upload pictures of your... Junk. Um, junk. Uh, and <laughs> doctors go and look at it, basically, so that you can see if you've herpes or not. Um, now, to be fair, like, I, I figured that this might be like a kind of a, a stat kind of playing with stats kind of thing. Because, I mean, it's it, there's literally more people in the area for it Coachella. Sounds, yeah, it sounds. And probably people who use this app or whatever. So they just kind of went like, oh, well, all of our users just happen to be a Coachella fair at point, the moment. Fair point. Um, and th- there's a weird thing about this app as well where... I think like if the more have you been people, using this app? No, I haven't. <laughs> but I was thinking about it today because it was like it's like if it's a tech startup app, like I know it is. It's like oh well, the more people who get herpes, <laughs> the better for us. Like basically, <laughs> so I'd say like whenever there's a spike, they probably release like a press release going oh. like here, like this is how many people have herpes yeah. right now, and then everybody talks about the app. Do then. you think there's a danger of it leading to like a Mission Impossible Two scenario where they <laughs> start infecting like mass oh, wow. th- like mass populations yeah, 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 yeah. in cities with herpes just like, so? Like, Evil genius app developer is like the really the villain of our yeah. times, really. Yeah, pretty solid. Herp yeah, Earth, yeah. watch out. Uh, <laughs> good news for people that tow on herpes. Woodstock fifty is cancelled, so <laughs> that's um, one thing you can check off. Unless it's not, um, there's a dispute going on, of which there seems to be many of late. I don't know if they're just getting more publicised, or it seems like in the last year or so we've had so many festivals nearly happening, yeah. not happening. Acts not knowing if they're happening. I have a theory the fire- about this as well. Okay, all right. Which is- well, Ahead, yeah, 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 which is the Fire Festival. Uh, basically, like, do you think that like Fire Festival has made investors and people who kind of run festivals especially skittish now? Because like, if you sure. 
yeah. if a festival goes sideways. Because there seems to be, in every single festival, there was also a news story where like anything bad that happened at the festival was reported as a clickbaity like, yeah, news story true. or anything. Whenever there was like a fire or anything, like it was always reported or if anything like parking or anything wasn't like <laughs> provided in the festival, it was a big news story because of the fire festival. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Particularly when the reason for Woodstock 50 being cancelled, um, due to be held in upstate New York on obviously the site or near enough to where um, the original Woodstock mm. happened, it's the lead investors um, that released a statement on Monday saying that it'd be cancelled. Uh, the statement reads, Despite our tremendous investment of time, effort and commitment, we don't believe the production of the festival can be executed as an event worthy of the Woodstock brand's name while also ensuring the health and safety of the artists, partners and attendees. Um, as a result, and after careful consideration, they've decided that they've cancelled the festival. However, festival organisers have begged to differ, declaring that the festival will go ahead. Um, they've talked to The Guardian and said they're committed to ensuring that it, the 50th anniversary of Woodstock is marked with a festival deserving of its iconic name and place in American history and culture. Now, this doesn't really um, concern us. What concerns me is that they've done kind of different iterations of Woodstock twice yeah. since the original and both times they've been an unmitigated disaster, disaster. completely like yeah. 94 was I think it was just so popular that they couldn't deal with the you know you had yeah, your kind yeah, of yeah. bog standard literally bog standard yeah. uh, problems <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah. was at the mud yeah, one where like, being there's too... an amazing video of Green Day being like covered in mud exactly yeah I think like half a million people tried to go Jesus to it or something Christ. and they were just absolutely swamped yeah. in a kind of way you don't want to be swamped then obviously in Woodstock 99 was the year of new metal um, <laughs> and you had Fred Durst telling people to mosh even though people were like getting severely injured and there was just awful stories of uh, harassment and essentially the place was burnt to the ground as the Red Hot Chili Peppers covered Jimi Hendrix fire um, so the fact that Woodstock 50 was happening at all was kind of cause for surprise yeah. the fact no, that this uh, is going on probably yeah. doesn't bode well and it's yeah. no there, there, like there's been other stories about this festival already as well like apparently the artists have already been paid so like the lineup is like Jay-Z Miley Cyrus The Killers they're kind of like the headliners but apparently all of the artists have already been paid right and 30 million has already been spent on the acts as a kind of like a what? thing right and then just like about a week ago uh, they like kind of begged investors for another like something like 200 million to keep it going so like My already I can see why an investor would pull out if you know what I mean yeah um, now the thing the thing to remember is that this isn't like a fire festival thing it's not like done on an island or something and the people organising it have organised festivals before yeah, it's not yeah. like they're like on a wing and a prayer like it's not like it's not like fire festival. Yeah, it's probably a know? case of them trying to take every precaution exactly yeah, yeah yeah I, I don't know it's, it seems it seems like a really really strange I can't see much. Uh, I wouldn't be going if it was me. No, basically. God, that's a lot of money lost. Um, closer to home, and in terms of festivals that are extremely well run and don't have any Absolutely. of those problems whatsoever, <laughs> um, hardworking class heroes has decided to rebrand. Essentially, um, it's right. changed its name to Ireland Music Week. Um, a welcome change, Dahi? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a good uh, name change. I mean, hardworking class heroes was a cool brand name. It was yeah, like a really interesting kind of turn. But as Ireland Music Week, I think it's probably a good call. Um, I remember doing like Canadian Music Week and stuff so it's a good way to kind of one of the big things that you're trying to do with these type of festivals is to bring in people from abroad of to course, see Irish yeah. acts right that's the whole point and like if you say to somebody oh well it's Ireland Music Week it's Ireland's showcase it yeah. kind of makes it's immediate more, shorthand yeah for, it's immediate shorthand and it has a kind of immediate legitimacy of it's, okay exactly, this must yeah. be something that yeah has uh, now what's, what's kind of strange about it is that there's already there's a Cork Music Week 
which is another completely separate, not affiliated um, Have they declared full showcase. independence? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, is, it doesn't have anything to do with, say, First Music Contact, who, who run Hardware Classic yeah. House, now Ireland Music Week. But it's kind of interesting then as well, because if you've Cork Music Week <laughs> and then you've Ireland Music Week, it's got an interesting kind of like a, 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 a face-off, if you know what I mean. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. They've also extended the festival. Sorry, Ireland Music Week has also been extended to five days as opposed to three days. Okay. Um, so I think it'll be really interesting. It sounds like a step up. Um, they're still keeping to the idea where they have 50 acts, just 50 acts, and they're the, the most, like, ready for export like how okay. how the festival I think feels. that's the way to do it it's absolutely because yeah, like, totally yeah, yeah. you don't want to get bogged down in too many acts and you know if you're one of those 50 you feel like you really have to step up because sure. you're on a high level if you know what I mean which is great you know uh, in other news churches have had to increase their security following death threats from Chris Brown fans um, now uh, we know that they denounced former collaborator Marshmello last week after mm-hmm. learning that he'd worked with uh, alleged predators and abusers Chris Brown and Tyga on a new song Brown quickly hit back uh, in totally unnecessary fashion uh, by calling um, the simp-hop outfit the type of people I wish walked in front of a speeding bus. He just gets better and better, this guy. What a guy. Just absolutely lovely. Um, While that's kind of bad enough, um, probably way more damaging is the fact that he has done nothing to kind of quell this kind of surge from his um, fan base where they've just been making the the most disgusting threats to the band, uh, specifically aimed at frontwoman Lauren Mabry. And it's really gotten to the point where they just kind of uh, they feel like they're actually under threat so they've had to ramp up security not even just at gigs but kind of almost around the clock um, and yeah as I say there's been no kind of moves from any of the artists to kind of say listen guys this has gotten out of hand yeah. you know have some respect for a fellow artist um, it's all very very odd what's really crazy to me is that um, like Marshmallow hasn't addressed it at yeah. all and it kind of opens this question which we've kind of had before with I don't know, like people like the rubber bandits and stuff where Marshmallow is obviously an anonymous person. So he doesn't technically have Have to say anything. He can hide behind his like bucket. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck that (laughs) thing is. (laughs) He can can hide behind his bucket mask because he doesn't have to say anything. He won't be like called up. Hiding behind his bucket mask. (laughs) Ep title. (laughs) (laughs) But like, yeah, like he doesn't have to say anything and that's like a really, really bad standard to be set. I mean, bad enough that he would decide to work with Chris Brown. Like it's... I think it's perfectly fair for churches to kind of voice their opinion. Like, of I mean, course, if you're yeah. talking about like, if you, if you think of the music industry as like a, a place where everybody's going to be seeing each other, if you're going to be working with people who work with other people, you should be able to like just say, okay, well, I'm not comfortable with this. Of course, and yeah. you should, they should be able to distance themselves. And the, the response yeah, has been crazy. They've like. talked about themselves just like how they have, they feel like they have a duty to their fan base and if mm-hmm. they hold certain principles and, you know, they if they don't want to be seen to be in those circles and not saying something against it. Completely. Uh, Tiga actually did say something to the initial comment yeah it was like it's all or something yeah he said we're all God's children everyone makes mistakes no one's perfect let's keep the energy positive which didn't really say much of anything Um, so yeah we'll see we'll just kind of wish them well don't forget Um, that Tiga's had his own fucking (laughs) totally really has yeah (laughs) and not a great bunch of lads (laughs) altogether Um, let's move on to in my opinion a great bunch of lads hit it attention everyone one one Shut up, Craig on Kanye. Yes, um, it's Craig on Kanye. Um, We're talking Kanye and we're also talking Jaden Smith, who is due (laughs) to play an alternate reality version of Kanye West um, in this forthcoming Showtime show. Um, So, yeah, it's it's called Omniverse. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's produced by Kanye, um, Jaden Smith as well, Scooter Brown, and writer Lee Sung Jin. Um, uh, this is how, a really strange. I, I don't know how I feel about this. It. They do have the very similar kind of resting, just fed up face. So <laughs> yeah, that yeah, is yeah. something that could work. I think he could probably play it. Is, is, yeah. he, is he a bad actor? I haven't he seen was, him in much, to be honest. Yeah, what was um, the film that he was, he was in with his father? Was like that was sci-fi dreadful. One. Yeah, that was what so was that? Was that After Earth or yeah, something like that? Like that but it was just, in fairness, he didn't get a lot to do on that. <laughs> I wouldn't judge him on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I think the premise of that film was show no emotion whatsoever. Yeah, or right. like the aliens can get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was emotion. two actors <laughs> together, like, are alone for a long time, not being able to show a range of emotions whatsoever. <laughs> Just stone faced Will Smith so and his weird. son, who may or may not be able to act. This TV program sounds really, really strange as well because it's basically it's uh, Kanye West. But in alternate, in an alternate universe, basically, right? Alternate I'm only reality, watching this, like, Kanye West, right? So, like, they've basically they can use the name Kanye West, but he could be anything, or he could be like anything. It's like it sounds like the most broadest idea ever. You know what I mean? It, it, that a character could be anyone or be like anyone, just who just happens to have the name Kanye West. You know what I mean? Yeah, Omniverse is not set in our world, nor about our world's Kanye West, as we aim to. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it could be, <laughs> yeah. it could be anybody. Like, <laughs> As we aim to add a new spin on alternate realities, consciousness, and push the limits of half-hour narrative, <laughs> which is a sterling goal. Um, apparently, Jaden's been in um, Neo Yokio, which is uh, Ezra Koenig from oh, the Vampire yeah. Weekend show, which I still have yet to see, and The Get Down. Um, his, which is kind of shite. Yeah. Um, it says here his latest album, Sire, came out in 2017, um, which is shit as well. <laughs> He's a song called Batman, which is kind of... Odd. Yeah. I actually I actually gave his stuff a try. Did you really? And it's, it's like... The classic case of dude has all the money in the world and has kind of decent producers and then yeah. is doing nothing over the top <laughs> of it you know kind of like but we wish him well in this endeavor well. um as kanye fans and um, we wish everyone well of course it's time to move on now to um an interview we well not us but dave sat Big down dave with yeah um one of the hottest bands of the moment Murder Capital. Um, they had a bit of a chin wag. Uh, now we will point out that um, the audio quality isn't the most amazing ever. I had to I made, put this piece together, and uh, for some reason, the vocalist from Murder Capital has a very hard time holding his microphone up to his face. <laughs> Maybe so, he just gets tired of it. So you'll hear him like Postman's holiday <laughs> wagging the fucking microphone around the place. I don't know how I feel about this this interview, to be honest. Okay. Uh, just before we get in here, like uh, I don't know, they like. They come across not amazing. Dave had to put in a bit of effort. He had to put in a bit Um, of effort. He had a hard time with them a fair bit. And like, I don't know. I I don't know if I would go for a pint with these lads. With most of the people that we interview, I would love to go for a pint with people. But I don't know about these lads. It it definitely makes for an interesting listen. I I wonder, like listener, you can make up your own mind. I wonder is it kind of a studied thing of like, we're in a band and we're these guys. Or are they just It does seem to be like a kind of a a fit band ego kind of thing. I don't know if that works anymore. Maybe it will work for you, audience. Have a listen and see what you think. Have a listen. So how's it going, man? Yeah, good. How are you both today? Pretty good, yeah. Feeling fresh. Just walking around, doing nothing. (laughs) Reading. Uh, but I guess that like that. Do you have had you had much opportunity to be like that lately? Because I guess it's all go for you right now. Definitely not. No, I haven't. I feel like I haven't sat down in a few months. Like, <laughs> um, 
yeah, no, it's been great. Like, we've just been working a lot. And I mean, like, has it become a thing where you've had to kind of develop a different sense of routine? Because I know, like, you've you got a background in, like, you studied music. So, but obviously now you're doing something completely different with it. Like, you're kind of out on your own. You have to find your own routine. I'm always fascinated by what musicians do in that regard, because obviously it's not a traditional job, but it is a job. I mean, are you learning kind of new skills as you go? Like, even just your day-to-day? Definitely, man. Yeah, I mean, like, being in the studio for, like, an extended period of time, you're just constantly learning things. And, yeah, I mean... Always learning from each other, right? <laughs> um, give it loads, yeah. give it loads. <laughs> I have read that, like, I mean, like, obviously you, you've referred to this band kind of like, not necessarily by word family, but it feels like there is a familial thing going on amongst the group. And, you know, I, I guess you've probably gone from like, well, like a solo act to this. So is this like, a, like a, a different kind of way of even managing how you write or how you kind of approach songs? Yeah, I th- definitely to, like being in a band is I don't know I've never experienced anything like it it's, it's a very different way of of living and and creating and, and uh, like it's way more fun but also you just have to be like really attentive with like your your communication and the way like you you sort of gotta be forgiving of a lot of things but yeah. also just kind of living on top of each other but love you man yeah <laughs> I guess like, I mean, like there hasn't been a lot of, mur- of murder capital out there to, to really kind of digest, which I presume is like obviously deliberate. Um, but I mean, like the little bits that people have been getting, they've been reacting quite strongly too. And like, there's kind of a sense of mystery about the band as well. Like, is that something that you're kind of happy like, with or? I don't want to like, feel like I don't, don't want to give it anything away until it's like give all of it away. Mm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know. It's like, it's like when we release our album or something like that, I feel like that'll just be like a, just here's you know everything I have inside me or whatever and like yeah, like yeah. interviews as well and stuff like that it's like they can get pretty fucking grueling in a lot of ways so it's like yeah I think the less is less, get, less, is, much less is more created, like oh, Jesus well I mean like to be honest with you like you know <laughs> Like, I, I kind of like, I agree with you. And, I, and like, I was kind of, when you guys were like doing press, I was kind of like, oh, like that's surprising. I didn't necessarily think that you were. I kind of thought that maybe you were going to just stay in the shadows for a while. Mm-hmm. And I guess interviews themselves are interesting things. They can be really fucking weird. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm literally meeting you for the first time now. Mm-hmm. And like trying to be like, you know, let's let's have a chat. But I prefer that. I prefer having like a genuine conversation, even if it was about like the football last night. 100%, yeah, you know, 100%. You know, like I don't really necessarily need mm-hmm. to know like why you wrote that lyric or what your year strategy is like that's kind of fucking boring really so i mean i guess just in Thanks. terms of well <laughs> well is it boring i don't know I mean, like maybe it isn't maybe i'm wrong um, i don't know <laughs> uh i don't know i feel like writing songs isn't boring anyway yeah i, I think know. that's just not much story behind it really <clears throat> it's pretty innate to us like i mean i don't really i don't really do much else you know other than like writing to I don't know it's just usually a pretty cathartic thing for me it's like a sense of communication things I can't explain in places other than poetry or from like reading something and understanding something new you know what I mean it's like mm. I don't know there's a sense of repetition to being in a band and like you know, when you when you live in a world of repetition you start to you're kind of forced into having to view the mundane as something different because you're seeing it's you're seeing the same thing so many times you're <clears throat> performing the same act so many times that you have to start to to look at it from different angles in order to keep your psyche sort of like ticking over i think you know what i mean 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it, that's not something that's often really considered. I mean, obviously, even touring, even just like doing the same thing yeah. on yeah. a nightly basis. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons why I say like it is a job. I'm not sure that people really kind of step back and give the credence to music and performance that like you would to working in a bar or something. Because like yeah. you can see the mechanics of like that. You can see like how I've, we've all done that. Yeah. we've all probably worked a retail job or a shift fucking like after school job or something yes. but obviously you're now in this kind of landscape where you're finding your own way and you're also doing so with the spotlight on you and yeah. expectation and that obviously brings its own pressures whether you choose to engage with that or whether you don't the pitfalls are just in their in their thousands really yeah there's just so much time to do things you or to, to too often do things that you shouldn't do or whatever like just getting pissed or not getting any sleep or like doing whatever, blah, blah, blah. I think we're at a stage now where evidently we we must sort of take control of a bit of professionalism as well and start going, okay, okay, this is definitely um, progressing on from, you know, just... Not that you can't always approach music with professionalism, but you know what I mean? Like, just as, like, the tours get a little bit bigger, you kind of just, like, you're, you're, at, a, you're at a fork in the road, I think. Has it surprised you at all? I mean, just the growth of the band? Even the speed of it, like one hundred percent, man. Yeah, mm. definitely. Like um, the five of us been playing together since like August or July or something like that. July, I think we first played all together. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it's fucking crazy, but like we, I think we back it up with con- continual hard work. Like so, yeah, we don't we don't take it for granted at all. Yeah, because you actually have to. I think you have to like push each other to grow up as well, because your your landscape is sort of in a way never changing and you're almost having the same conversations about the same things every day so like if you want to grow up as people as well I think like it's kind of down to that sense of family between each other and like pushing each other in positive ways of like exploring other art forms to music and things like that and that's I think that's really where you get the best inspiration for the art that you make if you want to be authentic is to pull it in from other mediums like yeah. film and the amount of movies that I've watched already we watch a film like every day <laughs> I don't want to get bogged down in the idea of like a persona or anything like that, but I mean, I guess it's not there. Yeah, I mean, like, do you go like do you go to a different place or is it just like no, this is just me doing my job? It's a part of me for sure, but it's a different place, absolutely. I think if I was just like light like that all the time, <laughs> <laughs> there would be an intense sort of like breakfast, wouldn't it? If you were just hanging out with me and it was the same. I don't know though. Like I feel like like I don't know. I don't know like how serious I am on stage or like if it's all there's a little bit of a lighthearted nature to it and some sort of like psychotic side to it as well I think but I think it's just like another expression of like for me anyway just like a, a side to my personality that like I'm allowed to express in that way up there you know what I mean the so- society gives me those 45 minutes a day and I, I fucking take them <laughs> it's probably good as well that not everyone's great. in on the joke you know <laughs> Uh, it's, it's probably good that not everybody's in on the joke as well like there's kind of that element of like some people will get it and some people won't exactly well I think all great art is divisive you know what I mean so I think if people think what you do is like good which happens sometimes it's like I don't know I think it's just the worst you say the idea Depends, of like, like uh, no, I wouldn't say if someone said like oh, oh your band's great like, like, like fucking offended or something like that but you know you want to affect people in a 
in a in a great manner or whatever you want them to be like you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say the obvious of those two sides of the spectrum but yeah yeah please don't cool i love your band i don't think it's unfair though to want people to be moved by something you know i mean like that's kind of like what art should do definitely not yeah like it's like yeah i don't know i want to this it doesn't have to be overt either like you know what i mean sometimes there you can be affected greatly by nuance as well so it's like it's totally up to the up to the the person standing in the crowd and like you just want to i just want them to feel something different or feel like they have been affected by it you know and it's like i want them to feel like they're alone for moments during the set even if they're with people at the show you know you want them to feel lonely and you want them to feel the romance and you want them to feel like i don't know so such a range of emotions or whatever that yeah, you mentioned, to convey. like, I thought that was a really interesting way of putting it. You mentioned, like, 40, you get you get those 45 minutes a day. Mm. Is it worth it to get to those 45 minutes a day? So yeah. Far? I, think it, I think it always will be, and I feel like it's just, like, what we're supposed to be doing with our lives anyway. So it's, like, yeah. I would never even question that, really. I think it's, I'm, I'm sure it is a privilege, technically, but I don't know. Um, I just think it's fucking great, like. Yeah, it's a really good feeling. Yeah. The whole time. Like, even... I think it was just that moment in, uh, in Camden. You turn around and just give me a smirk. It was just the... Because <laughs> like, remember I sang know, a whole verse to you and I just turned the microphone yeah. around and just faced away from the crowd. Like, yeah, because it was like on a, on a riser. I was so not used to playing on risers at all. Yeah, we were so playing in the like, electric ballroom with idols. And yeah, you just feel uh, a little bit far away from everyone. So then uh, just coming over and... <laughs> serenading me for a bit was very enjoyable it was funnier yeah those big stages just make they actually make me just like kind of like laugh more yeah because it's like you can see absolutely everything that's going on with the lads and I just think it's like kind of funny or something I don't know <laughs> how do we all get here and I guess like I mean like with regards to hitting the highest peak of it like do you feel a crash afterwards because I mean like obviously you're spending an awful lot of creative energy and yeah. a lot of people who I've talked to a lot of musicians in particular I know like mental health is obviously a big talking point at the moment as it should be I mean it should be a perennial talking point really I'm of the opinion that anybody no matter what their background is or what they're doing should have a fucking therapist like I mean I think it should be like a thing yeah. I, mean, I think I think everyone should be in therapy but I mean Absolutely. like I'm just uh, increasingly I'm hearing that like not enough is being done to look after musicians and again I'm very wary about painting musicians as like you know I don't know if anything's being done I'm just not aware of it probably I'm sure there's lots of people who dedicate a lot of their amazing time trying to look after musicians but I don't see shit <laughs> like no one fucking looks after us you know what I mean like our team around us obviously like our manager and all those people who naturally sort of but like other than that I feel like we could totally fuck our lives up if we wanted to I don't know like it's definitely unnatural like obvi like obviously the adrenaline spike at the end of every day is unnatural and the dangers as well is like if you got fucked up the night before you feel so fine after the show again you know what i mean like whatever the adrenaline does whatever that rush does like it just like clears you out and you know you're able to maybe have a drink again or like whatever it's like obviously drugs are everywhere all the time like you've been offered them by promoters like coming off 15 seconds off the stage and it's like you know some days you're just like what the fuck is my job with their wings flung the choir sung their final song today as the doors appear to clear the space in which she lay she'll collapse she'll collapse as the amber 
Yeah. I mean, like, this is the thing. I mean, like, I think you've nailed it because, like, I wrote an article last summer about music and mental health, and I spoke to a clinical psychologist who would have had dealings with the music industry, and he's very much of the opinion that, like, no, enough is being done. And there are measures that are coming, but obviously everything is coming. There's always a fucking waiting list somewhere for some different reason for everybody. But he, he used a phrase I'd never heard before, and the phrase he used was culture of permission. And he said that, like, in the music industry, there's a culture of permission that just doesn't exist in, you know, different industries. Like, it exists in some, but ultimately, like, what you just said there, like, it's as casual for you to be in a situation that, like, most people just see on TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. <laughs> I mean, we're all, like, well, you can use different... Um, you can use different like things and substances in life to you know to to get to know yourself a little better or to change a situation for yourself and things like that and some sometimes that can be great you know what I mean but the dark side to all substances is so dark isn't it so it just gets so dark so fast and I think yeah just like when it's in the workplace as well when the workplace is like when you don't get days off from the workplace either like yeah I don't know yeah. Uh, you're trying like, yeah it's like trying trying to fit it all in but then like you're it's changed I feel like the culture is changed though you know what I mean like I feel like from like from a musician's point of view like from even just generally I feel like that the hedonism of 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 yesteryear is sort of I mean it's it's definitely still there you know what I mean but I feel like it's sort of like lightening it's or sort of uh, releasing its claws from inside the back of the music industry you know what I mean it's like I feel like Bands getting absolutely fucked up all the time now is a little bit like lightning off because I don't know. I don't know. Like, well, it seems like there's more. Maybe it's not. I don't. We really don't know. Actually, I, I guess there's no probably idea. like a lot more people, like a lot more eyes on you. I mean, like you know, it's not like back in the '70s when like the Rolling Stones could like get two different trains to a different city. You've got people with you. Everything is tech. Like you've got technology all the time. People can check in with you five, like you know, like all the time. Keep an eye on you. All totally. that kind of stuff. You've got like a, a thousand things the to worst. do. If I could like just get rid of anything off planet Earth, would be WhatsApp groups. <laughs> How many are you in? I mean, like eight or nine. I don't know, maybe that's like shit stats that I got going, but it feels like... I'm only in like before. To be man, I honestly, like as soon as I can just get rid of my phone, just get a Nokia again. <laughs> a which brick, I, which like, is also a phone. Like, but <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I hate the iPhone. Hang on, let's, uh, let's just nail this down real quick. Sucking. What is the most frivolous WhatsApp group that you could delete right now? You just leave the group. Be so fucking careful. <laughs> I reckon I could leave the one with just the five of us in it because you know what? Well, there's yeah, we like, can this like art, artwork yeah. ones and PR ones and, you know, and then the managers ones and then you got the, it just goes the touring one. Then you got this, the one with your agent and the one with your lawyer and like, it just goes on and on and on. And it's just like, it's really a, a self-inflicted burden. It's just really intense. Like, yeah, because I always put my phone on that do not disturb mode thing. So even when I get a call or a text, I don't know. I find out when I look at the phone and then, but people get so fucking angry at you for that. Like, I don't know. I just, yeah, I feel like it literally like sucks all creativity out of me. Just like looking at the phone. It happens and find, to like, admin, basically. It feels like yeah, you're just doing like yeah. homework every you're time. Constantly you doing, a band, being in a band is actually, you know, it's fucking cool and like everything's great, but like it's totally just admin. You were, um, <laughs> you were, you were in BIM, right? Like you, you did that. Yeah, I've just left. What just kind of, what kind of student would you say you were? Um, I was a sort of contrarian <laughs> for the sake of it. Nah, <laughs> I don't know. Like I was, I was, I think I was, uh, like I started off just playing kind of like more acoustic stuff in there and then sort of gradually became into a band thing. And it's grown into what it has now. 
in a really natural way actually but um i was ambitious yeah was that respected in first year as soon as i started as soon as i met damien and pump and like started meeting the lads and everything i always said like if i finish this college degree then i fucked it and i just dropped out there the other day (laughs) (laughs) have you officially dropped out yeah. Did you have to like sign some form or like? Ah, uh, yeah. I just have to pay them loads of money and then just say maybe see you next but year. But surely you're like, look, it, it, like I don't need like like I look, I, I have a band now. Like like it's fine. Totally. Yeah. It's, and that should be the degree. Yeah, everyone's fine. Everyone's actually fine with me dropping. No one in my life is is, is annoyed at me. I think it's more of a thing for yourself, isn't it? Like starting things, finishing things that you start is a really important like trait to learn as you're becoming an adult. And I, I'm I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> You mentioned uh, repetition earlier on. I mean, like ultimately at the moment, I also, I read an interview that you did where it kind of opened with you effectively kind of lambasting what you referred to as lazy journalism, which was where like there has been a glut of articles which are linking together the same kind of four or five bands from Ireland because I think people are excited again. Like, you know, quote unquote, guitar music is like back. I don't even mind the Ireland scene one, but I think we were thrown into the Southeast London scene one. Someone said that Southeast London scene is now so big that it's enveloping Ireland. Oh shit. That was (laughs) fucked up. That is that's not, the lazy yeah. journalism lazy journalism is fucking rampant everywhere to be honest but um, as much as like I'm friends with loads of those bands in the Southeast London scene or the London scene itself is like there's so many fucking amazing bands that I love but it's just like let's not nail it. it's a particularly hilarious time as well for a UK publication to try and annex Ireland like. yeah, 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 yeah it's definitely not the fucking it never was the moment but now to be honest the irony is pretty pretty good like <laughs> it's pretty sweet like <laughs> Just having a bit of a laugh, you know. But do you want to get to a point where the murder couple are standing on their own? Because right now it feels 100%, like... 100%. I feel like... I don't... Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, no. I was going to right now. It kind of feels like I see your name a lot, but I see it together with the same names. And you're obviously yeah. doing your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, like... Fair I think it's, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Fair enough. But like, we know, you know, we're different to all those other bands that have come before. Exactly. But we've yeah, also I feel like... like uh, once our record comes out, it's going to be very... Yeah, it's um, different. exposing. I mean, you come to the shows, I guess, and get to hear it. But I think having the record out there physically, um, it will show the. I, I just think, every, yeah, everyone in, in in those list of bands that are that are lumped together in Ireland are so different from each other. Yeah. Lastly, you mentioned the record categorically not doing an EP. You've mentioned that before as well. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> people got really angry. That fucking article was so weird. Like, yeah, oh, that was. I yeah. mean, I don't particularly like EPs that much, but like, I don't as if I like have a. Pro- I don't have a problem with other people doing them. Like, I just personally don't like them. Like, I wouldn't really like to do one. You know what I mean? He has he has in like his, a stack of EPs just ready to burn <laughs> in his room. <laughs> I hate EPs. I just burn EPs and I sort of like yeah, I just make sure that everyone else on the island has yeah, to struggle. Yeah, because the framing so that, of that was like he despises the EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like James fucking hates EPs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he said uh, I misquoted Leonard Cohen as well at the end, which is just uh, like yeah. another uh, whatever. But yes, the record. So what we've heard so far, which obviously isn't a lot, is it an indicator of what we're going to hear? I know, like I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not. Doing like the tell us the plot of the movie yeah, thing, but yeah, I am yeah, just curious yeah. as to what it's going to sound like I think it just goes back to what James was saying earlier about just trying to get as much as you can created 
before anyone else has heard it. So because I think that's a that bound to have an effect. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think like before our album comes out or when when it comes out, you'll only have heard but recordings thirty percent of it. And yeah. you're probably not allowed to tell me when it's coming out, are you? I don't know when it's coming out. Okay. <laughs> Which no, WhatsApp group? I don't group? know when it's coming out. I'm there's, sure there's it might be like that one, yeah. within the next year and a half. All right. <laughs> that's fair. 18 months is a I decent like, I'm saying that's like definitely true. Now, I don't know when in, inside that time frame. <laughs> I'm not going to write a headline that says it's 100% <laughs> coming out in the yeah. next eight quarters. Yeah. No. We'll let you know when the next EP burning session Please be. do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll be there. Uh, thanks very much, guys. Cheers. That was great. Yeah, man. Thank you. Cheers. That was the Murder Capital speaking to Dave Hanratty. Um, had a great chat. <laughs> <laughs> All I, think, I think they came around eventually. <laughs> they to totally honest. did. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, they will be gigging next in Whelan's um, on May 11th. That is sold out. Um, one of the hottest tickets around at the moment but it is part of the new Eastbound Festival which is running across city from the 7th to the 12th of May across various venues so do indeed check that out okay now it is time for Songs of the Week yeah. um, which we recently renovated so Absolutely. that we each bring a song that we feel is worthy of discussion <laughs> and for the last two weeks there's only two people <laughs> <laughs> there may be a problem with great idea, Greg. But hey, hey. as you, as usual, we've decided to kind of do one together and then do well, our own. Yeah, one. I feel definitely this week there was a song we totally couldn't ignore. I guess <laughs> as with last week, but even more so this time. Let's start with that. Yeah, Let's maybe sure. get it out of the way. This is the big return of T Swift herself, featuring Brendan Urie of Panic at the Disco, and this is me. Never find another like me Yeah, so a bit of a shift of gears from Edgy Taylor that we saw yeah, on Reputation. <laughs> and she wears it on the sleeve as well. You know, Taylor Swift was very famous for kind of, you know, adding second meanings into videos and music and stuff like that. This The video that this uh, track was released with... Um, uh, oh, the video. Week. The video, <laughs> holy shit. Like, uh, it starts with a snake going down a street and then the snake... Uh, explodes into butterflies. What do you think ta- that's a reference? Taylor to? Swift is reborn. <laughs> it's incredible. Great news. Uh, it's basically like a. The video is kind of like a kids' TV kind of setup, right? It's, yeah, it's like. When she actually came out and she was doing the country thing, she had this kind of Disney aesthetic. It's yeah. like we're going back to that, but it is very like. Um, Dreamland High School musical. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, like just overly sweet cheesy as all hell and the music is the same as the video yeah it's been yeah it's been I I, 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 this type of music is what I call yogurt ad music right (laughs) 
That's what it is because it's got this like way over the top bubblegum thing with like no substance at all. Um, it, it, there was a really weird build up to this when she uh, when she when she started like she, there was a build up for weeks with this thing and she was like given the date and everything and then on the NFL draft she yeah. did an interview where she she announced that this was going to be a track with Brendan Urie and it was going to be a new yeah. single. And well, stuff. she is America's sweetheart. <laughs> she is America's sweetheart and announced it on the NFL draft and also on that day there was a mural being painted in Nashville and she like turned up on the Thursday. Okay. Uh, so while you were doing your podcast, Taylor Swift <laughs> oh was in God. Nashville at a, at a butterfly mural. <laughs> Two iconic events in music <laughs> happening simultaneously. Um, the track is kind of, she says it's about like embracing indiv- individuality and stuff. Yeah. But to me, it just sounds like two people who have a fundamental misunderstanding about how relationships work. <laughs> because it's, it's basically like, well, I'm not willing to change or compromise at all in any way. You're just going to have to take me and that's it. Which yeah. is fucking ridiculous. Actually, there's a lot of that. It's my kind of least favorite type of pop song, which yeah. we get a lot of now, which is like supposedly self-empowerment and you're mm-hmm. great and you can do anything because you're you. Um, but everyone is themselves and no one is anyone and we're all going to eventually die. Yeah. And, um, and for somebody who's kind of generally considered quite a good songwriter in terms of like pop yeah. and stuff, this is rubbish. There's a fucking ending part in this where there's like a kind of a middle eight breakdown where it, it's the most annoying spelling thing in the is world. Fun. Spelling is fun. And then they go, girl, there ain't no I in team, but you know there is a me. There isn't a me in team. There's eem. But there's no me in team. You can construct. You can construct, yeah. Do you think that should have been included in lyrics? I think... But you can construct Yeah, exactly. They should have slowed down the BPM so she could fit in all the syllables (laughs) to explain what she's trying to say. And even even if there was a me in team, what does that even mean? Uh, yeah, I also think trying to do that like faux nerdy like I'm a geek thing kind of only works if you're an artist that isn't already considered a bit <laughs> of a square. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah Like yeah. someone else maybe could wear this. Like no, it's a dreadful song. But that kind of approach. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That approach of being like, oh, I'm being ironic. And yeah. I, oh, it's it's really like irritating. she's just having fun with it in a really really sterile awful way. They performed um, it in the Billboard Music Awards last night as well with uh, <laughs> all the dancers and everything as well. Yeah. And yeah. I I mean, we're going to be hearing this all summer. It's going to be all over the radio consistently, but uh, it's so annoying. I hate it so much. Um, something we might be hearing a lot over summer, which would be much more welcome to my ears. Anyway, Dahi, what is your selection this week? Uh, my selection is uh, Stormzy is back with his new track, Vossi Bop. Then I finish with a face with just a top it off. Hey, you ain't got a clue, let's be honest. I had a couple seasons made of forest. I put in the work and take the profit. At my girl, that what a goddess. Thank God. Rule number two, don't make the promise. If you can't keep the deal, then just be honest. Just be honest. I can never die. I'm Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Fuck the government and fuck Boris. Yeah. yeah. I'm a villain. Kill him when I'm barring. Brothers in the hood, just like the movie that I starring. Service in my whip, I phone the boss to bring my car in. I could probably take a trick, but I just wouldn't cause she's jarring. Oh, I got the sauce. Don't know what you for. Catch me up and snowing in my sliders and my shorts. He's not dabbing. He's not Vossy Boppin. Vossy Boppin. Have you seen the Vossy Bop dance yet? Yes. Yeah. It's class. I'm, I'm it's a really, fan. Really good. Yeah, it's I think we're going to try and dab. do it at some point. It's a, what, Cavassier reference, I guess? Uh, it was a meme. Yeah, I don't know. Is it? Oh, Jesus. That's... Well, Vossy. Yeah, Maybe I mean, I'm just, I guess so. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. I'm projecting. <laughs> um, um, so basically, it's his first single since 2017. Yeah. Um, and did you know it's Stormzy's first ever UK number one single? No way. Yeah. And like, he that's hasn't, baffling. he has never even gotten a top five. And this is his first number one. He had a number one album, but he never had a number one single and never had a top 
ten, not top five single. He's okay, had three wow. top ten singles. Well, I guess no that kind of makes sense because the album was huge, kind of mm-hmm. critically, and yeah, it went to number one. But then it, it felt like he kind of became this megastar yeah. in the wake of the album. Absolutely. So it, it does make sense considering yeah, yeah, he hasn't yeah. released in a while. Uh, and it, like, I mean, now he just pipped past the. Taylor Swift track basically. God bless that man at, we- <laughs> at one point at one point this week there was like 500 uh, between them basically 500 points and uh, apparently like uh, Noisy did an article where they were like trying to explain to people that if you bought the track it, it would actually it make a difference more points it's something like worth 100 streams or something and apparently people are crediting that with one of the reasons why he went over that people were buying the track to like come out for Stormzy oh, really? if you know what I mean that actually feels kind of refreshingly old school yeah like, when uh, it was right? actually like, a real chart yeah, battle yeah, yeah. Like, uh, exactly yeah it's a cool song it's really really nice I, I do kind of like it yeah um, the beat is cool it reminds me of something like Drake might rap over yeah like it's, it's kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. he's moving slightly away from that grime thing I think it's more hip hop yeah I mean and this is a this is a pop single I would say like, yeah I mean, the, totally the, the choruses are like proper kind of choruses if you know what I mean um, the new video uh, that came out with it um, it's set kind of all over iconic London areas um, there's like there's a really really interesting shot on a deserted Westminster Bridge which I don't have understand how they did uh, yeah. because it's like one of the busiest areas expensive. In, in London expensive. yeah so expensive the video is done by Henry uh, Schofield who also did uh, Dua Lipa's New Rules video which is a okay. fantastic video as well um, um, and the video also has interesting Selba in it who seems to be in every single <laughs> thing to come out of UK music Yeah he gets scene. a shout out in the song itself He does as um, well As yeah, a yeah. potential Bond I guess The, um, the video is interesting as well because it kind of has there's some shots that are very clearly like Kendrick Lamar uh, humble <laughs> shots where yeah, there's yeah. even one where it's like the camera cuts from one side to one side where he's looking if you know what I mean um, and there's all that kind of stuff but uh, I think it's a really really good track and I'm glad it's I'm glad it's number one oh, yeah me too and like trailing I guess we're getting the follow up album sometime this year like it's going to be yeah. a big few months for him I guess because obviously so. you've got the Glastonbury Friday headliner I think Friday headliner yeah. Um, yeah. which is going to be a massive moment that's huge like, um, yeah, yeah. and he's been talking about that a lot recently and how like he understands yeah. what a big deal it is um, so yeah all good in Stormzy world um, and more power to him for sure my selection this week is the return of Japanese breakfast after mm. the same amount of time um, this is essentially Yeah, so this was like maybe the first week of doing this new format where I was kind of up in the air on last minute about like I had a couple of songs I might have chosen. I don't know how much I have to say about this, but it was probably the best thing I heard all week. It sounds great. It's It's really really good. good Like I am having that problem slightly of I love the kind of aesthetic of it and that style of music so much that maybe it's clouding my my, <laughs> my ears to like what a, you know the actual song structure and songwriting yeah, yeah, yeah. but no very welcome return, return from Michelle Zauner um, it's been two years since she released her last album this is weirdly enough um, a song it's a standalone I don't think we can expect an album anytime soon this is a W Records track yeah yeah. it's like crazy W Hotels have like their own boutique record label now and uh, they've been yeah. doing kind of interesting stuff yeah yeah so there's basically there's 
four acts. This is the, they said they were going to release four singles, basically. Okay, like, so it's like, a limited. Yeah, run. and like she's the final one. So Amber Mark released one, Perfect Genius released another, and Roosevelt released another. But the reason they have a record label because I saw the W and I went like W Records, and I was like, "What? It's like a hotel." And I was like, "What the yeah. hell?" The reason they have a record label is because some of their bigger hotels, they're like these like super fancy, super cool hotels, okay. and these amazing places in the world, and they have one room in each of them which has a recording studio in your room. So you can go what? to this hotel, you rent out a room, and it has a recording studio in it. So Japanese Breakfast recorded this in Bali. Okay, now it makes sense. In the recording studio, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the hotel. And I was like, holy shit. And like, there's a video online you can look up uh, where they kind of advertise the, the actual room. Um, it's called the, the W Sound Suite, and uh, okay. this particular one is in Bali. Welcome to a sponsored podcast as well. Yeah, put right? It like, holy <laughs> shit, like, put me up there. Like, And the more I thought about it, the more, like, I was like, this is a really genius move. Like, if someone like the Dean made a recording, uh, like, made a recording studio in a room in their hotel, because it's kind of, that's the equivalent of the type of hotel that's in it, if you yeah. know the Dean in Dublin. Uh, and if you did that, then you'd have every single, like, performing artists stay at your hotel obviously because like they could work in the studio at the same time as the it's thing. kind of surprising it hasn't right. taken off before like it should be a Such thing a cool already story, like, yeah. yeah and um, obviously I mean the, the stuff might be it seems to be good like I mean the, the fact this track is great and like the fact that it's come out they're working with some really cool artists and it doesn't seem to be like a cheesy money grabber no like definitely that, like. not they're going for the kind of credibility side of things um, um yeah Michelle Zanner was talking about how she was going to record a kind of different song that she had in the can but she when she arrived to play she's like no I'll, I'll do my kind of own song Song, so okay. that makes sense. Um, she's also talking about how I just bought a native instruments machine and want to explore a lot of the sample libraries, which I mean, instantly <laughs> makes me go, that doesn't sound very evocative of. <laughs> she definitely got two sponsorship deals in the one go from W Hotels and from Native Instruments. It was like, okay, I better fucking mention these in the two. I know, right? Um, but the results are great, and I think she's a very good songwriter. And as I say, it's just that kind of style of thing I love. It's kind it's of great. got that, you know, chromey drive soundtrack yeah. finish with kind of the, the rhythms are really melancholy really nice of like well. cardigans esque stuff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah um, a long player would be more than welcome. And that is our songs of the week. We shall move on to our album of the yeah. week. It's the third album from New Zealand songwriter Aldous Harding. Um, off the back of 2017's Party, which was kind of her, well, I say crossover, in relative terms. Yeah, uh, it really put her on the map, I guess. Really put her on the map. Uh, got huge critical acclaim. We've been waiting for this for a while. Well, I guess since we heard lead single The Barrel, which yeah. came with a really kind of special video as well. Yeah. Um, let's see if it like, adds up, lives up to the hype. This is Fixture Picture, which is um, another single from the record. Check it out, and we'll talk about it after the drop. Yeah, so that's the opening track to this nine-track album. Um, did it live up to 
the expectations of the barrel, which is probably one of the songs of the last. It's probably one of the stronger so. songs on it. Now, probably full is. full disclosure, uh, I um, absolutely love Aldous Harding and have a bootleg remix of her track Horizon, <laughs> which I use to like close out my shows a lot of the time. Yeah. Because it's like it's basically a piano track that I just <laughs> put like drum beats underneath, and it was like it's like perfect. It's like a perfect dance track. So uh, what you're saying is you're too close to this record. Too you close can't to this actually talk about I think, it. I think Horizon, the track from Party, was is probably one of the my favorite songs ever. Basically, I just absolutely yeah. adore it. Um, Aldous Harding is kind of well known for this weird vocal delivery thing she does. Party was especially noticeable, where she like basically changes her voice or her accent. I was going to say delivery. she's quite the shapeshifter. Yeah. It's crazy, and in Party, it's like really pronounced, where like it feels like a compilation album with yeah. different artists or something. She's toned that back a small bit here, I think, but you can still definitely hear it where she will deliver very kind of stranger accents. Like Heaven, Heaven is Empty sounds like a completely different vocalist. Say, really to does designer Azu or something like that um, she's kind of really kind of put herself out there as being like one of the real true original artists at the moment um, her yeah again so her accents have gotten like a little bit more pronounced um, I mean I think Party was a bit more kind of stripped back and kind of had this feeling of like she recorded it in a home studio or something like that you know it has a bit more of a kind of a wildness or a bit of a rawness yeah, edge was, to it yeah. this is definitely like a lot cleaner of a record and she's definitely kind of stepped it up it feels like a band record with like there's some really amazing like string sections and stuff yeah. now I cannot decide if uh, the the kind of the, how much she's been cleaned up on this makes it better or worse than Party if you know what I mean I can't decide if if, if by taking out some of the rawness have they taken some out a of bit the of the magic her? lost yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely a more considered record I would say yeah um, it feels like that kind of uh, mature, slightly more mature effort. It's more up tempo. Yeah, feel like she's in a good place. Bar heaven and empty is pretty desolate. Yeah. The songs yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, apart from that though, it's a pretty positive record. There's like there's funny parts in it as well. Yeah, like there's that that line. Um, like damn it, honey, when you jump up and down, your chains almost sound like a tambourine. Like like there's stuff like that. That real kind of tongue in cheek stuff. That like yeah, it is a pretty positive record. I would say. Right? Yeah. Um, like you can kind of hear um a lot of her influences, particularly in like the guitar and um even vocally at times like she does have like her voice contains multitudes it never feels like mm. she's wearing different masks it all yeah. feels like a part of her quite singular voice but she does at times echo for me like the likes of a uh, Nick Drake mm-hmm. some of the guitar work is kind of like that John Martin thing of where it's so rhythmic it's almost kind of floating just on its, under its own steam kind of thing Yeah. Um, but what it always comes back to is those kind of the kind of quite singular voice and how she's kind of how malleable it is and how much it's yeah. shape shifting and these kind of really kind of provocative like non sequiturs and just lyrical ideas and yeah. like vivid imagery I mean you kind I of just give it up on guessing what the meaning is on any of this stuff like yeah that. it's kind of like yeah a lot of these songs like they seem ostensibly about <clears throat> a, you know just kind of usual relationship stuff um, there seems to be a lot of discussion about um, trying to balance you know your personal life or kind of relationships with your devotion to your art, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But like, a lot what of am I them, doing in Dubai and that kind of stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And like those kind of lines which are just kind of great and really stay with you but it feels like you're walking into like maybe the tail end of an argument or a heated discussion <laughs> between a couple and you're not quite sure what you just heard yeah, and then yeah, they're yeah. just like leaving the room and you're like, oh, I'm going to be wondering about that for the rest of the day. Um, yeah. So it does kind of get like st- lodged in your head that kind of approach. It's a puzzle kind of a, re- of a record. Um, and... It's just she's just very very accomplished. Like it is quite right, stripped yeah. back, um, but it feels like every instrument is in its right place. As you say, like those strings, 
when we talked about Vampire Weekend last week, I was saying actually one of the problems was that some of the songs were so short and didn't feel feel too formed. Like there was a really good kernel of an idea, yeah, which then just repeated and went nowhere. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. those segues of a Rostam weren't there. Whereas with these songs, it feels like she is like poured over them so much that she's like yeah. okay and now to lift it somewhere else just kind of some descending strings and it's just every kind of touch is we talk about kind of like a musical narrative quite a lot or maybe just I do and I'm not even quite sure what that is but it feels like everything is like there's a real purpose to where these songs are going yeah. and they feel like very complete things you feel like you're coming to the end of the journey at every song yeah. um, and there's some real standout moments I, I would say yeah, like I mean, the barrel might be the highlight. I do love Zoo Eyes. So, so, yeah. um, Zoo Eyes is great. I think Fixture Picture is a really good opener. It is. A, yeah, um, it's a really good kind of just pop song. And um, actually, I like. I quite like Heaven Is Empty. I mean, even just that like that line and how she delivers it and the whole the stuff about like she brought her camera, but it didn't come out of the bag. Yeah, so. like even just as a song idea, like you're as already concept, set. You're like classic. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's really really. Um, good. It would work really well on like the soundtrack of um, True Detective season two if people <laughs> liked it. If that show had actually been like cohesive <laughs> and had a decent ending, yeah. this might. Have been in it. Uh, it's that kind of song, but I don't know if I was hugely blown away. I think it was like a really enjoyable listen. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, I like. I, I, there's there's times when we review stuff where it's kind of like, okay, I have to put this on again now because it's my due diligence. Even sometimes when I like don't necessarily really want to listen to this thing, but this was like a really nice thing to just put on 100%. at any time of the day, just kind of doing anything. Um, it's a really enjoyable listen. Uh, like again, yeah, I think it's a really accomplished album and stuff. Uh, I don't like. I'll I'll definitely put it on to listen to, but it won't be like this. Really, like it won't hold me like as one of the big, big standard records. I yeah. Think. Do, yeah. Do you think that is maybe the quality of songs just isn't that spectacular thing, or it does it come down to maybe those production decisions? I mean, she, she yeah, worked with see, was I, it John Parrish, who's kind of John um, Parrish, yeah, yeah, again. Um, but I was reading some bits about the recording and like they recorded in Bristol, and it seemed like there was time constraints on her, and she was going away and playing and then going okay here's the songs I need to kind of complete oh, the record yeah. I read that yeah and where he was like kind of pressurizing have you written that song yet like that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff I don't know it feels a bit like at times you can hear the effort that went into it and it's really well kind of created but mm-hmm. slight magic missing at times maybe I don't know yeah. I don't know it's not even something I can put yeah. my finger on I, I, I'm trying to I keep coming back to the production thing I think that it's okay. like almost just too clean because it it, it just feels like I don't know, like, there's a huge amount of honesty in Party, if you know what I mean. It feels like it's every single part of the record is, like, coming out of her fingers and her voice, if you know what I mean. Whereas with this one, it definitely feels like it's like a she's a band leader as opposed to yeah as, as opposed to her thing. And then, yeah, and that kind of goes at odds to what makes her really, really special, you know. Um, so, yeah, uh, I would probably give it a... 8 out of 10 because yeah. I think it's a really really good record I think yeah. it's an 8 yeah um, it very much is and you also feel like it, it will probably be that album that hopefully gives her a platform to you know have extend her career for a, another decade or two yeah. you know what I mean it might just have that connection with people um, so it will probably be an important record in her uh, discovery for years to come but I think she can probably propel herself onto maybe slightly less safe or just kind of more daring things I don't know yeah it's a, yeah I mean uh, it's like yeah. a it's a very good album it's a very good album I yeah, yeah probably will, will never fall quite quite in interesting that yeah. you just like you can spot it as a great album but it's kind of yeah. like <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
I guess we, what do you come to expect with Alice Harding as well? I mean, I guess, you know. Yeah, sort of thing, yeah. It? But definitely worth checking out. I would give it yeah. 8 out of 10 as well. So listen to that. Um, before we go, have you been listening to anything else, Dahi? I have. I've been listening to a track called Church um, by Sam Henshaw um, featuring Earth Gang. Um, Sam Henshaw has been around for years. He's kind of like a, a London kind of singer. This song is great. It's got this real like... Um, this real gospel feel to it, this like really uplifting thing. It feels a bit like kind of like vintage Kanye kind of stuff oh, at times. Shit, what? <laughs> I haven't heard this. <laughs> it's this like <laughs> big build up happiness power thing. Okay. Um, it's getting a lot of coverage kind of on, on UK radio and stuff like that as well. Um, definitely worth a listen. Uh, really, really great stuff. How about you? I was going to have as my song uh, the new Bruce Ringsteen song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is like I can't believe him said that. Uh, Hello Sunshine, which I w- yeah. actually went in thinking, oh, maybe he's covered the Super Furry Animals, but he didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I haven't really been interested in much he's done the last decade or so yeah. um, of original material. But it, he's kind of going for apparently the forthcoming album is like Glenn Campbelly kind of like Wichita Linesman kind of stuff, really, yeah. and that really feeds into that. And it's just like a nice tune, so it was good to hear that with Bruce. Um, and then Violent Femmes um, oh, have returned <laughs> with Tom Verlaine of Television on guitar. And um, I was like, okay, I'll give this a listen. And that was like brilliant. Uh, Hotel Last Resort. Um, Hotel Last Resort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. As soon as and I saw Dave the title, I was like, yes! even here. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, lyrically cool. I mean, if you're a fan of like Stephen Malkmus or old Violent Femmes, there's just like loads of kind of great takeaway lines. And it's awesome so it's good to hear them still sounding good so that's what i've been listening to um that's pretty much about it that's about it we did it i think we've done a stand-up job we've done our due diligence i think yeah um this episode was engineered as ever by sonic architect eve murray uh, who we would be totally lost without we can lose a craig we can lose a dahi we can lose a dave (laughs) as we've learned today but we can't lose an eve so never leave us eve um as exit music to play us out this week we have a combination of two of our favorite people in irish music um former guests and two of the most interesting voices in just music in general at the moment have combined nilo and god knows and this is questions until next week and the turn of usual host dave hanready i've been craig fitzpatrick You've been Dahi. And you, this has been no encore. There will be no encore. Peace and love, and may your favourite band never split up. We're looking fall asleep, making plans. I got angels taken for granted. Got strangers shaking my hand. Now that I see the lay of the land, and I was torn in vans. Since I was a younger man, I was shaking the world's hand. It was bright and full of the plans. This life can steal your soul My wife and kid, they give me hope A young nipper just fresh off the door Always broken, unpredictable Driving one way through the city, spin the wheel like Marty Wheel and got my angel face on. I'm sacrificing all them demons, flying straight up through the glass ceiling. Really won't get season. October year getting blasted, eat me out, I'd start believing. But before I get too sentimental, crayons, markers, pens, and pencils, I could use them all to vent about the days we used to head to Leisure Plex and Blanchestown. Or extra vision, mark it down. The soap by hashes, fracking now, it's dark out now. 
Well, I got a question for you. I do my best. I'm okay. I got a lesson for you. I'm not stressing for you. This is not the best environment to raise a child. The politicians hide the violence. I'll do my best. I'm okay. I'll do my best. I'm okay. Called to tell you I was lonely. I called you from Arizona. I called you from California. But now I'm on the way home. In Dublin streets, I'm alone. And I've been up and down every road. I got questions only God knows. Been true love and lost and hate and remorse So much I'm exhausted Drip tears like a faucet Drink beers till I'm nauseous Switch gears till I'm lawless I live in fear, I'm far from flawless The mental scars, I'll be haunted But I got a question for you I do my best, I'm okay I got a lesson for you I'm not stressing for you This is not the best environment To raise a child, the politicians hide the violence I'll do my best, I'm okay I'll do my best, I'm okay Called to tell you I was lonely I called you from Arizona I called you from California But now I'm on the way home And through the streets I'm alone I see what you did there. So much weight to this name. First question Is that your real name? And I've heard that about a thousand times, like where you really from. It used to drive me berserk. Even changed my name to Michael. I never knew it would work. I always hated woodwork. And what I hated even more was tech grass. Now, ironically, my lines are super on point. My writing's too joint. I took so much crap. Nowadays, I stay pampered. One thing about this name, though, I'll always be remembered. I'm one of them foreigners who still believes in Jesus. Progressive mind and conservative pews. If they could spit me out, though. Who can blame them? Let's not play the blame game Shining after my leaving I used to play the claim game I was in and out of jobs Like I go in and out of apps I used to want to be seen But now I've started deleting I want to fly off the map Before I fly off the handle God knows MC That's my Instagram handle See what I just did there? I just contradicted myself Just to let you know That I can contradict myself This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Gabby Douglas. If you have an active lifestyle like me, hydration is key. That's why I love the Hydration Watermelon Smoothie from Smoothie King. Blended with whole fruits, coconut water, and more electrolytes than some of the leading sports drinks. Hydration Watermelon is the cleaner way to hydrate with no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. So you can recover and perform at your peak ability during the summer heat. Order online or through the app for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.